Hello, everyone, and welcome. Pastor Deborah here again. Welcome to the Light of Love, a global network channel of Agape Love, Love is Here's global spiritual teaching ministry. We're beginning a new video for you Mm -hmm. of my journey into darkness to find you, learn who you were, and to help you the Lord's way. This is going to be video teaching number eight. And we are still in a wonderful, wonderful story called So Many Hands. Just so many hands. This is going to be part number three of this story. This story, if you remember, was about a vision, an open vision of flames and fire and hands and silent cries screaming out to me that I would have in the Walmart parking lot through the gift of discerning of spirits. God was trying to help me because he had decided he was going to send me because of my prayers of crying out to him to help you. I didn't know who you were, where you were. I didn't know how to help you. The only way I knew of helping was the way of mental health counseling or having to be on staff full time as an ordained minister. That was it. God had something else in mind. He was going to be working with my spirit and my soul. And I was going to be connected and partnered with him. Just as he was with his son, Christ Jesus, when he walked the earth for 33 years. I didn't know that when I was beginning. But I was learning. Because he wanted to send me to reach your hands. Reach your hearts and minds with his agape love. With his light of love. With his hope and mercy. Compassion. And to reach you wherever you were. And this was just one of the many tests that I had to take. In the previous videos of so many hands, just so many hands, we had been hearing about my story. About how the open vision was given to me. So I could learn about you. The forever person. The spirit part of you. Who is trapped in flames of fire, living in fear and torment, unable to escape. Nobody ever hearing you. Even though you may have tattooed your body up to speak to us, but we could not read it. Maybe you sang to us about your life in songs and we weren't listening. Maybe you were trying to tell us through your anger. But we misunderstood. Maybe you tried to look with your eyes, pleading with us, but we could not see you. But God did. And he was beginning to help me to see you, hear you, and to know about you through this experience that you're hearing about from me of so many hands, just 
so many hands. And we had just finished up where God had tested me about my biological son, my only one, and myself. If I could willingly allow us to die at a satanic meeting to save one of you who would be there spiritually. Oh, there's a lot of satanic meetings. Doesn't have to be what you might think they are. It might be just in societies. Might just be in prayer. I'm going to teach on a lot of that later on. That I had to learn about. But I was asked, would I die for you? On a cross myself. Would I allow my only son to be skinned alive in front of me? Could I sacrifice him to God so you could be saved? Could I love you and him? God the Most High. His agape love more than my life and more than my son's. And I think I answered it. Yes. And I even brought the knife down in a vision and slayed and killed my only son in my soul. He died to me when he was about eight or ten. And the relationship in our soul has never been the same inside of me since that day. But I was willing to die myself, which I did on a cross in a spiritual experience. And the me that I was died. And Pastor Deborah arose. My name at that time was Jan. She died. It's all in the story called It's Time. And you'll have a video of that also. So, yes, I was willing to go the distance. And it followed an understanding and a story of Abraham and Isaac from the Old Testament, which we're going to get into in this video. But first, let's open up with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for those here in the garden today from every solar system, galaxy, and planet from all over the earth, wherever their physical bodies are. Thank you for bringing them to your garden, your place of your presence, your kingdom of heaven, your pleasure and your delight. The place where the living creatures live, Mm -hmm. where your word is teaching us and we can eat the fruit from his tree of righteousness. Father, thank you that you have opened your heart, your doors to the garden again for us, even for those who don't know you yet, that they can find you and make a free will choice to be your child, to be in your kingdom, and that they would believe in Christ, the son of the living God, and they would believe you are their father. Father, thank you that you will bring Isaiah 61 62 into their lives fulfill it for you watch on over only your words to fulfill them and thank you father that you will give them a hebrews 412 a spiritual circumcision so that they may come and you may teach them minister to them love on them 
without the hindrances of the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life, the masters, the taskmasters of the soul and physical body. Father, thank you for this video here in the light of love about them and you. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. We want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. I record through them. And this is a wonderful motion video from Pixabay that I get freely. We want to thank them and bless them in our prayers. We want to thank YouTube for allowing the network of channels to be up on them. And for Twitter for allowing them to be on their platform. And LinkedIn. Yes, God is using them. Mm-hmm. And God's going to use them to go to the Mars, the moon, and beyond. Mm-hmm. I had to learn how to talk on a camera, sitting at a door, looking into it and seeing you, being in two places at once. In the garden spiritually, but physically in my little small living room. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at. I don't know where your physical body's at. Could be sleeping, could be in the womb, could be in a hospital bed, could be on an airplane, a car. Don't know. Could be working. The spirit can travel outside of the body. All of you know that. They're called out-of-body experiences. You don't talk about it. Witches know about it. They purposely try to learn how to do that. You want to see a movie about learning about that? Go watch Out on a Limb by, I think, what was her name? Shirley MacLaine? No. That might be it. She was the sister of, I can't think of his name either. Um, He played in some movies. But she wanted to learn how to have an out-of-body experience. And she did. You can do it. A lot of people learn how to do it. Other people, it just happens in abuse. During times of great fear, we just leave. We're escaping the best way we know how. And that is a gift from God himself. In mental health counseling, out-of-body experiences, disassociation from who you are or what you are or where you are, is called a defense mechanism. It helps you survive. Mm-hmm. Some people, they are overwhelmed in their spirit. They have help from on the inside of their spirit, usually demonic spirits, family generational spirits, family ancestry. And they may not even know about it. Maybe their grandmother or great-grandmother was a witch and the familiar spirit was passed down to the grandchildren and they leave their body. Mm-hmm. Many, all children do. Mm-hmm. And all adults as well. And teenagers. It's a busy place out here in the realm of the spirit. Out there in the world. Yeah. You're all here. How many of you? Well, look around. There might be billions of you. I don't know. Trillions. <clears throat> the kingdom of heaven is always advancing. Expanding, going to new territories. That's the 
That's what a king does. He expands. He shows his glory. Now, in our worlds, they do that in the natural. Mm-hmm. They conquer through war, pestilence, very violent. But that's not the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven comes gently. It's inside of you, but it's also outside of you. So welcome today. We're going to get into Abraham and Isaac's story of the sacrifice. So we welcome you and we give you praise for coming. I think there are some little children here today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, some very special ones. Yeah, I invited them. and They said they would come. Mm Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Part number three. With so many hands. Just so many hands. I had just told God, yes, I would kill my own son. In my soul now, not physically. I would take my only biological son to a mountaintop. That's what this video represents. The mountaintop. I would sacrifice to God. Myself and my only biological son. And I would raise the knife myself to do that. Just as Abraham did for his son, Isaac. And I brought the knife down. In my heart, I killed myself, who was Jan. And I killed my biological son. Yes, In my heart, I went the distance, just as Abraham and Isaac did long ago. So we're going to pick up so you will understand what that looked like. When you study the Bible and you want to help people the Lord's way, you're going to spend a lot of time in the Old Testament. You will learn about experiences people had, their tests and trials. Mm Mm-hmm. And you'll start seeing, you too will have to go through these. This one was one that was a big one for me. Even to this day, I do not in my soul have the type of relationship with my son that the world would consider a mother-son relationship. Oh, it's very good, very loving, but inside of me, The son that I had died. I was free of that soul tie. Other people, you, out in the world that don't know about this Christ Jesus yet. My son knew about him. I knew if he died, he would go to heaven. But you didn't. And I sacrificed myself so I could help you the Lord's way. So let's go to Genesis 22, 1 through 18. And this is part number three of so many hands, just so many hands. Verse one. This is out of the authorized King James Bible. And it came to pass after these things. That God 
did tempt, test Abraham. Yes. When you are getting prepared to be a king, a leader, a ruler, and to be in partnership with God, to handle his glory and power, you will be tempted and tested. Christ Jesus was in the wilderness. You must be tested on the lust of your eyes, the lust of your flesh, the pride of your life. You have to be tested. And God, who is trying to partner with you so you can be a laborer in his harvest and be a carrier of his agape love, his Holy Spirit, his light of love, you're going to be tested. And God said to Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said back to God, Behold, Lord, here I am. In Abraham's test as a flesh creature, God was not inside of him yet. He did not have the Holy Spirit, but God could still talk to us. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we sense it. We might be doing something and we hear somebody call our name. And we look around. Nobody's there. But there is another guy named Satan. who used to be Lucifer. The son of the first age. Glorious creature. But now he's the adversary of God. Known as Satan. He could be calling you as well. So you have to learn the test. To try the spirits. And we'll learn that later. So God starts talking to Abraham. Because he's going to tempt him and test him. See what he's made of. See what's important to him. How deep is his love? His obedience. What's important to him? Verse 2. And he, God, said to Abraham. Take now your son. Your only son. Isaac, whom you love, and get you into the land of Moriah, and offer him there for a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell you of later. Start walking. Get up and take your son. When you are being tested, you're always going to leave family, familiar things, even in your dreams or just your thoughts. You might have a feeling just to turn the television off, be alone, not go to out to eat with some people or go to a ball game or something. For some reason, you're just supposed to stay at home. In the story about Abraham, some people believe Mount Moriah was Maybe where Christ Jesus was crucified. Golgotha, Calvary. But Abraham got up. His wife did not go with him, Sarah. And you might probably might do the same thing that Abraham did. Say to yourself, what? Are you, you want me to take my son and go where? And you'll tell me? No way. I'm going to stay right here in the comfort of my tent with my people. I'm not venturing out there, not knowing where I'm going. 
most of us do that. I'm not quitting this job till you tell me where my next job is. There was a lady in a church that was like that. God was telling her to quit her job. She said, well, I won't have any money coming in. I went through that. God took the jobs away from me to get me dependent on him. Then I was still tested. When, When what I had planned and hoped for did not work out, having a mental health counseling job in a church to help you, I thought the Lord's way. That didn't come to pass. I was devastated. No money, no identity. Got this license, can't work. And God asked me, now what? You're going to leave? You're going to be mad? Or are you going to go through those doors of the church, the sanctuary, and come after me? Test time. Sometimes it happens and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get up this morning and praise me and worship me? Even though you're sick or you just lost somebody in your family or you lost your job, what you going to do? So Abraham shows us what these temptations and tests from God look like. Verse 3. And Abraham rose up early in the morning. He got up right away. God may have talked to him in a dream while he was sleeping. The night before when he was praying, worshiping. He got up early. He did not delay. And he saddled his ass, the donkey, and took two of his young men with him and Isaac, his son. And he carried some wood for fire for the burnt offering and rose up and went up into the place of which God had told him. Back then, you burned a lamb or a sheep or a goat, something you loved. That was your possession. As a sacrifice. As an honor. As a gift to God. Verse 4. Then on the third day. Abraham lifted up his eyes. And saw the place. Afar off. It was a high mountain. And on the top. That's where he was to go. Verse 5, and Abraham said unto his young men, his servants that went with him, Abide, you stay here with the donkeys. And the lad, Isaac and I, my son, will go yonder up there and worship. Worship meant a burnt sacrifice. And we will sacrifice we will worship the death of someone or something someone loved. Usually it was a sheep, a goat, a ram. Mm-hmm. Very sad to man to kill an animal, something that was precious and innocent. But that's God was beginning through those earthly ways to teach us about the sacrifice of his son that was to come. It was sad to man to do that. Pleasing to God to see that we were starting to obey him. We had disobeyed him in the garden. 
He was having to teach us and train us as we are babies and infants and children in his eyes to obey. And Abraham said to these young men with him, we will come back again to you. He made a statement. But he knew he was going up. And probably his son would not come back. Verse 6, and Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. That's a prophetic vision of Christ Jesus on the cross, carrying his cross through the city of Jerusalem to the mountain of Calvary to be crucified. And it's a prophetic symbol of that day. Of the cross and Christ Jesus. And he took the fire in his hand and a knife. And they went forth, the two of them together. Just as the heavenly father went with Christ Jesus himself to the cross. Verse 7. And Isaac spoke unto his father and said, My father, and Abraham said back to Isaac, Here am I, my son. And Isaac said, Behold the fire and the wood. But where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Mm -hmm. This was prophetic of what was to come. Many thousands of years later. Verse 8. And Abraham said. My son. God will provide himself. A lamb. For a burnt offering. Abraham did not know that those words were prophetic and that he was speaking of an event thousands of years later with Christ Jesus on a cross on this maybe same mountain that God himself was going to provide a lamb. So they both went of them together up to this mountaintop. Verse 9. And they came to the place where God had told him, Abraham of. God will tell you, go here, go there, stop, leave that place, leave that person, don't go back. He'll give you very clear directions if you recognize it's him. I had this one young man who God, through the Holy Spirit, had told him to get off a particular ministry. In a church. But the man did not want to get off of it. He was hoping to use it as a stepping stone. To another position. More important. So he was for about a year or more. He was in prayer. Just have some kind of peace. Within himself. So he could obey it. And he told me about it. And I said what? The Holy Spirit told you. To leave this ministry team. A year and a half ago. 
and you haven't obeyed him? He said, no, I'm praying for peace about this. I'm not at peace about it. I said, was it the Holy Spirit that told you? He goes, yes. And you haven't obeyed in a year and a half? Yes. So do you know what happens to people when they disobey a direct order from the Holy Spirit? So we don't understand that the Holy Spirit was trying to help this young man. Testing his obedience, just like Abraham. Because he can't give you more power and authority and gifts if he can't trust you to be obedient. With the very thing that you want the most and love the most, you have to be willing to give it up, even your life. And we see that with soldiers who are willing to go and die to free nations, people they don't know. And to protect women and children from having to live under tyranny and horrible conditions. They will lay down their lives for others. We honor always in every nation these soldiers, these warriors who sacrifice their lives themselves for others. But this young man in this church couldn't do it. He couldn't give up what he was bonded to soul tied to that he wanted he couldn't see that god was trying to help him to move forward in the ministry but he had to give this up i said do you know what happens to people when they disobey directly the holy spirit they get demonic spirits in them his head was hanging down he said they come in like searing pain don't they go yes sir they do And he walked off with his head held down. He knew he must have had some searing pain. Now he knew. See, it happens even to us people that are in our generation's disobedience. So here Abraham is walking with his son. Verse 9. And they came to the place which God had told Abraham about. And Abraham built an altar there and laid the wood in order and bound his son Isaac and laid him upon the altar of the wood. Isaac knew what that meant. He was the sacrifice. The father's not speaking to him. Verse 10. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay, to kill, to crucify his own son, his first biological child, the promised one, the only one he would ever have with his promised wife, Sarah. He didn't have Isaac till he was 99 years old, and Sarah really was past age-bearing. But God did a, had a promise for both of them. And Isaac was that gift. Verse 11, and the angel of the Lord called out unto Abraham out of heaven, out of the realm of the spirit, and said, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham said, here am I. Can you hear an angel speaking to you clearly? Stop you in your tracks. Hand is up. Coming down, coming down. Coming. 
When you get here, you've done it. I did that to my own son. You're bringing it down. Verse 12. And the angel said, Lay not your hand upon the lad, the small boy, Isaac, your child. Neither do you anything unto him. For now I know that you fear, you love God, seeing you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. I went through this. I gave my son to God. Oh, we all say that I've turned him over to God. But we really don't mean it. Verse 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes. He was looking down. He was intently engrossed in this deed. Fully emotionally, spiritually, and in his soul. He was killing his son, Isaac, as ordered. Mm -hmm. Now, many religions take this. They twist it around and pervert it. And they sacrifice their own family members to their God. But it's not the same. It's perversion of it. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold... Behind him a ram was caught in a thicket by his horns. His prophetic words were coming true of God would provide himself for a burnt offering. And Abraham went and took the ram. A ram is a fully grown sheep. It's a male sheep. And offered him up for a burnt offering. Instead of his son. Another prophetic vision. Of Christ Jesus. The ram. Being offered up. for To God. In the place of Pastor Deborah. And you. Verse 14. And Abraham called. The name. Or the nature. Of that place. Where they were at. Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mount, the high place of worship, sacrifice of the Lord, it, the provision for his required sacrifice, for showing one's love of him through obedience, even unto death, shall be seen. Revealed, manifested, and demonstrated. It was a prophetic vision of what was to come. God himself required a sacrifice, obedience, a life for others. And thousands of years later, a young man named Christ Jesus took the wood of the altar onto his back, the cross, went up to the mountain of Calvary. Was it Mount Moriah? Could have been. And willingly laid down with his hands and feet bound by nails 
out of love for you and out of love for his father in obedience. He died. He gave his life as a sacrifice for you. So you didn't have to walk that walk. Verse 15. And the angel of the Lord called out unto Abraham again the second time. Verse 16. And said unto Abraham, By myself have I sworn, says the Lord. You see, an angel is a messenger of God. God was too big to come. So he's speaking through an angel. The word angel means messenger. They were speaking for God. God was speaking through them. So an angel shows up on this mount where Abraham and Isaac are. By myself have I sworn, says the Lord. For because you have done this, this thing, you have freely offered your only son unto me to prove your love through obedience to my words and have not withheld your son, your only son. This is what Pastor Deborah did. How much did I love you? No matter who you were, even a Satanist, a witch, LGBTQ, a hell's angel, a Buddhist, an Islamic, a terrorist, a greedful, corrupt politician. How much did I love you? Did I love you more than my son? Did I love the father more than my son? Test time, just like Abraham. So the angel speaking for and on behalf of the Lord said, because you freely offered your only son unto me to prove your love through obedience to my words and have not withheld your son, your only son, verse 17, that in blessing, I will bless you. And in multiplying, I will multiply your seed as the stars of the heaven. That prophecy had already been given to Abraham. Look up. How many children will I have? Look up, Abraham, in the stars. Look down to the ground and see the sand. That's how many you will have. Were they his biological seed? Yes, the Jewish people, the Hebrews means wanderers, and it meant spiritual children. And as the sand upon the seashore, your seed shall possess the gate, the entrance, the place of authority and judgment and dominion of your spiritual enemies. Prophetic words given to Abraham because of a deed that he was willing to do in the natural. But it was for his soul and spirit to crucify his son, his only promised son. God himself was testing himself through Abraham. 
because he had given us Christ Jesus as the lamb born in a manger. That's where lambs are born or out in the fields. He was always to be the lamb that would grow up into the great ram, the adult, the innocent sacrifice for you. So Abraham was learning that through his obedience to this God that he had met years ago. See, Abraham had been a worshiper of the moon God in his home. But God started speaking to him. He was going to use him both biologically and spiritually. Abraham's faith in this God was going to be used to help bring even Pastor Deborah in as a child of Abraham, of his faith. Abraham was going to be the father of many nations. And he he was given a promise now. Your seed, they're going to possess the gate. That was the gates, the entrance of every city where they held their sort of courts and their judges. And, and they had dominion and authority. Verse 18. And in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice, my command. When you obey him, as I did with my own son and myself, my seed, my spiritual words and deeds, my videos, they will be blessed. Those that I reach with this love of light, they will be blessed. Because I obeyed. I passed the test. I chose you over my own life. You over my own son. You were more important to me. And being in obedience and honoring and loving and worshiping God. Through my death. And through my sons. Now my, I did not kill my son physically or biologically. It was all done in here. In my soul. I just sat on the floor. You would never know anything was happening. But in the realm of the spirit. I did it. And I went on across myself. And God gave me that experience. Of dying. Inside of Christ. Jan died. That night. For I was willingly to go. And that will come out. In another story. You'll hear. About. When it's called, it's time. The story, it's time, is about how Satan said, God, I want to kill her. And go right ahead. I was taken out of my body to a satanic meeting, put in somebody's body. And as the knife was coming down to kill the body I was in, it would kill me. God didn't stop any of that. But as the tip of the knife touched the biological body, It started dissolving. And God spoke out of the heavens to Satan. Who was doing it himself. He says you cannot kill her. That is not Jan. Jan died years ago. When she went on a cross. To save Satanists in obedience to me. And to show my love. That's Pastor Deborah. She's the resurrected one. That is not Jan. We don't know. How all God uses our decisions. That young man who decided 
He didn't want to get off the team. He wanted to stay on it. He'll never be used. His path spiritually will get more demonic, more crooked, more evil and wicked. Mm -hmm. Mine didn't. And I was tested. Satan didn't realize the truth was kept from him. So I want to end this video right here, this teaching of so many hands, just so many hands, and offer you resurrection, offer you a new life, offer you the death of the old you. Oh, it's a mess spiritually. Your soul is a mess. It is so confused and full of perversions, lies and deceptions, hate and jealousy and greed, lust. Even if you're in the church. I learned through a powerful, powerful global revival, the Brownsville Assembly of God revival with the evangelist Steve Hill back in 1995 that even God's people can get astray, get off in sin. And the only thing to do is get on the cross and let God burn it all up, kill it and destroy all of that. It's in your soul. It's in your spirit. I died that night in my bedroom on the floor. Jan died. I willingly went to a cross for you. And God used that years later. Against Satan. You don't realize how important reading the Old Testament is. These stories will help you to see your journey. Out of slavery. Captivity. And how you can become. A powerful, powerful partner with. In resurrection. To God. To reach other people. Or you will be in partner with Satan. And you'll be doing his bidding. Instead of you killing yourself, you'll kill others. You'll destroy to show your honor and worship and obedience to Satan. Mm -hmm. So I want to offer you a new life through death. Come to the cross. Get on it. Go inside spiritually Christ Jesus. He'll help you experience the death of your old you, your soul. And you'll become brand new. Because when he arose out of the grave, he was back to his glorified state. No sin, beautiful creature. And so will you. So come into the light. Can you see the cross? It's sort of there. Step into Christ. Believe that you must die. The old you. Your soul must die. The old spirit you must die. And eventually you know. Your physical body. Sometimes what happens. God is very gracious. Like to the babies in the womb. He takes their spirits out. As death is chopping off their arms and legs. Their brains are being sucked out. He takes them on out. I've had that experience with many a Satanist who were born again. 
saving chosen children of Satan. That would be future leaders carrying lots of demonic spirits. And God would send me in before their sacrifice, which would be torture and pleasure to Satan. And it was used to frighten others that don't do any disobedience, don't find, don't look for, or accept the gift of love from this Christ Jesus. So I would be sent in the spirit to wherever they were, houses, barns, caves, old castles, and there'd be children there waiting to be sacrificed. And I, I, God would say, I'll take them now. And I would ask him. God says, you're going to have a painful death. They all knew it. There wasn't any way they could get out of it. There'd be no rescue by police. Nothing. I said, he'll take you now if you want to come. And all that will happen is you're, you will leave your body in an out-of-body experience if you want to. And come on up. Death was coming. Every one of them always said yes. Some of the older ones, the adults, they were kind of hesitant. They, Some of them wanted to go through a horrible death. They felt they deserved it for all the bad things they had done. But they believed in Christ Jesus as Savior and Lord and King now. And he was going to rescue them out of this horrible death. They all came. Some of them needed help getting out of their physical bodies because the demons were holding them and anchoring them. Because Satan wanted to torture the forever person and the soul and the physical body to get back at God. You see, you're the love of the heart of God himself. And Satan wants to torture God, punish him. He can't do it to God directly, but he does it through you. You're just a pawn in Satan's hand to get back at God. Satan takes his anger out on God through you and in you and with you. Pits you against other humans and animals and nature. Everything God created. Satan is an adversary of. So I'd be sent to you. And he, some of you right here, right now. Your bodies are dying. They're going to be killed, sacrificed, car wrecks, wars. The bombs are dropping right now. Come. You can come out. I'll help you. Father, help them out of their bodies into your arms, into the light. Bring them on up, Father, if that's what they want. Father, we know you've done this. This is your love, your heart at work, rescuing them, helping them when nobody else can. You come into their world spiritually, Father, into caves and dungeons and houses where they're being abused and for children, and you take their little spirits as death is nearing. And you take them. Mm -hmm. Father, be about your work of Isaiah 61, 62. Apply your victory of the cross of Christ Jesus in their lives. Help them, Father. This is your work. Bring them to the glorious, radiant light of agape love. Bring them into your presence. 
those that are here today in the garden, Father, that don't want to go back. Let them stay and bring them on up with you. Father, be about your work. Let your light of love reach down into the darkness and reach them. If you want that, it's done. No, you don't have to go back to your body if you don't want to. What will happen? Somebody will discover that you're just dead. They won't have any explanation for it. A lot of the babies, what we call sudden infant death syndrome, that's what happens. Others, they just have a medical condition. They die before the bombs get to them. They die as their bodies are dying. In the Satanist work I did, I would take them out of sort of the holding pens. And you see that a lot in the ancient movies. The birds were in cages. The sheep were in holding pens that you would buy them. And then lead them off to the priest. And the priest would slay them. Slit their throat. Mm -hmm. So many of you are in holding pens. But you can be free. Right here. This moment. This day. Father. Work. Do your work. Birth. New children. Bring them forth. As Abraham's seeds of faith. But through his faith in you. He would birth. Many new children. That he would be a life giving spirit. He didn't know what that meant. But you did. Bring forth. Your hand of love. Your power of light. And dominion over death. Your victory of the cross. Set these captives free and bring them into the family of God, into the bosom of Abraham, into his family of faith and righteousness. In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. Okay. Yeah. It's done. Others of you can go on home now, or you can leave the garden whenever you want to. Stay. Meet the flowers. Meet the animals. Yes, Christ Jesus is here. The word is always teaching. He's over there on the side of the mountain. You see his light. Go. Listen. Mm -hmm. If you can be in the presence very long. The presence of God is powerful. It's full of glory. It's full of weight and honor. And our little spirits usually cannot stand in it very long. We just fall on out. And he just reaches us and he washes over us, fills our spirit, nourishes it, gives us water and milk. Because our spirit is not used to his glory and his spirit. So we have to grow into it. It's like a baby. You get a little taste of milk out of a bottle and off you go into sleep. Comforted and peaceful. That's how his presence is for us for a long time. Mm -hmm. So enjoy. And you come again to the next The Light of Love video on this channel. Bye.
I'll see you again out in the realm of the spirit, out in the realm of the light of love. Bye.